Hey folks, welcome to a very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. I wanted to do a, uh, a brief intro to the intro to today's episode. It is a bonus episode and uh, I wanted to do a short intro to this bonus episode uh, just to set a context for what you are about to hear. Uh, I'm excited about today's episode, uh, very curious about how it's going to go myself. Uh, as you know, we've been going through some challenging times on the planet with COVID-19, and uh, in many ways, I have been seeking answers and solutions, and uh, I've been reaching out to people that I know to try to make sense of things and separate fact from fiction and media hype, and one of the people you may have heard my interview with was an amazing woman who I've long respected, Dr. Christiane Northrup. If you haven't heard that Amazing interview on Soul Talk. Listen to her interview. Uh, she's a, a legend uh, in the area of medicine, holistic medicine, uh, especially. Um, she's a pioneer for many. And uh, another gentleman who I had heard several interviews of and was fascinated with and kind of challenged me to think differently about certain things. And I had many questions for him still left. And so the reason I wanted to do this bonus episode and bring on Dr. Rashid Mutar is he's been causing quite a stir uh, online with his interviews, his perspectives, and uh, I had some questions I wanted to ask him myself that I felt weren't asked, and I wanted to go head to head and get some answers and see uh, what would come from the conversation. And generously, he agreed to come on. Uh, some of his videos recently have stirred up a lot. Some of his videos have gotten millions and millions of views. Some of his videos have been banned and censored. And so uh, I'm not necessarily saying I agree with everything he's saying or not, but uh, I'm someone who I've always loved to understand all perspectives in a given situation so that I can make up my mind and uh, just have deeper understanding. That, and I believe understanding is power. True understanding is power. And so I really hope you go into today's episode with an open mind, an open heart, and uh, I'm as curious as you are. And uh, let's dive in, folks. Enjoy today's episode tremendously. Here we go. Welcome to Soul Talk, soulful conversations exploring who you are, why you're here, and how to live your most authentic life. My name is Coop Blackson, nationally best-selling author of You Are The One, transformational teacher, and your host. I invite you to subscribe to the Soul Talk podcast for weekly inspiration from me, where I will share with you some powerful ideas, thoughts, and practical life wisdom to help you live life more fully, freeing yourself from your past, reclaiming your power, and living your true life's purpose. You can also go to www.coopblackson.com, enter your name and email to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment. Let's get started with Soul Talk. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back to another very special episode of the Soul Talk podcast. You know, each week I love to bring on guests that uh, are inspiring in their own right. And uh, my guest today, I think you're in for a, a real treat. Uh, it's a different kind of show than my typical Soul Talk guest. As you know, I've have guests on like Byron Katie and Bruce Lipton and uh, who else do we have? Neil Donald Walsh and Lynn Twist and some amazing folks we've had on. And today I wanted to have this guy on because I've seen him on the, on the media and the news uh, over the last months as we, we've been going through some very interesting times. And 
uh, been kind of uh, really intrigued by his perspective. And uh, I think uh, one thing I do admire is just the way he's speaking out with, with courage and bringing some uh, alternate perspectives that I think we really need to hear. So I have some very specific questions for him. He's agreed to come on. He's a, a doctor, Dr. Rashid Buttar author of The Nine Steps to Keep the Doctor Away, graduate of the University of Osteopathic Medicine and Health Sciences. Welcome to Soul Talk. Nice to be here. It's great to have you, man. I've been uh, looking forward to, to having you on Soul Talk and just providing some wisdom and solution for my audience. Uh, but before we start, some of my audience may not know a bit about you. If you just take a minute, just to kind of set a context as to just a bit of your journey, like how you got into medicine, what was the inspiration for you? What, what exactly is that you specialize in and why you do what you do? Just provide a bit of context because I want to deep dive into COVID and 5G and vaccines and some solutions for us to live uh, healthy and prosperous lives. Well, I uh, knew I wanted to be a physician when I was pretty young. I think I was about nine or 10. And um, I knew I wanted to be a surgeon pretty young. And I graduated from college medical school. I graduated from high school at 17, college 21, medical school at 25. Um, did my general surgery residency at Brook Army Medical Center. Um, left the middle of the residency trying to save a marriage, which failed anyway. And um, so my, my training has been very invasive trauma related. Uh, I've been an instructor with the American College of Surgeons with the Advanced Trauma Life Support Course with the American College of uh, cardiologist through the ACLS American uh, College of, uh, th th there's a pediatric advanced life support, uh, advanced cardiac life support and advanced trauma life support. So one's for cardiac conditions, one's for trauma, blunt trauma, penetrated trauma, and one's for pediatric emergencies. And so I've been a, I've been an instructor in all those programs for anywhere between 15 to 20 years. I don't teach that anymore. I, you know, after you teach something for 20 years, you're pretty much done with it. And, um, yeah. um, but we have uh, international following in, and we have an international reputation, I should say, in the field of cancer and autism. We've treated about 4,000 cases in the last quarter of a century with autism, and we've treated hundreds, if not now in the thousands of cases of uh, patients with cancer. We have patients from 93 countries, and um, that's what I do. So actually, just it's interesting because... Uh, you mentioned Bruce Lipton. Dr. Lipton is a is a very personal, close friend of mine now, and he was just here last week or two weeks. Uh, so we had the Advanced Medicine Conference two weeks ago, and it's just funny because I was just sent a picture, and Dr. Lipton has never let anybody put an IV in him. <laughs> and uh, here's Dr. Lipton. I don't know whether you can see it. That's, oh, yeah, I can that see. Was a week ago, he's got an IV going in. So, anyway, it was kind of funny. So, oh, wow. and, and he's smiling that picture, but he wanted to do another picture where he wanted, he wanted to show how sad he was so that you can see his look and you can see me. <laughs> that. I can see it. I can see yeah. it. So, anyway, um, yeah, so it's, we, we do, we basically have a reputation for being, for being able to do the undoable in medicine. Oh. And um, actually, there was an interesting quote by a Dr. Mm. Victoria, who used to be my lab partner in a company that we were involved in together. And that quote, I think, probably summarizes it. And I'll, I'll just read it for you if you want. Sure. Um, 
he, he said it a little differently than, the, than it's written in the book. Uh, it says, Buttar is a bumblebee of medicine. A bumblebee defies all known laws of aerodynamics. It is impossible for a bumblebee to fly, but the bumblebee doesn't know about the laws of aerodynamics and is too foolish to realize it's not supposed to be able to fly, so it just flies. Mm-hmm. Um, the way Dr. Victoria actually said it was, but the bumblebee's too damn stupid to know that it can't fly, so it flies. And so that's what he said to me. And um, that's, that's cool. It, I guess that's how, I mean, that's so, a, so, I think so that's a compliment, but, but he, yeah. he meant it as like, you're, you know, a stubborn idiot. So anyway. Uh, you need to be a little crazy sometimes to make change, you know. Uh, listen, you, you've been talking a lot, a lot about, you know, what's been going on right now quite uh, out, in an outspoken way. That's how we heard about you. Um, for my audience, I mean, there's a lot of fear that has been going on, a lot of fear-mongering, and people have been living in a state of panic with the sort of coronavirus pandemic. I heard you say this is not a, a, a pandemic. I mean, you had the balls to say this is not a pandemic. I want to know what you mean. But it's not a pandemic when what, like 400,000, 411,000 people have died. People are going to say, how can you say it's not a pandemic? You say it's an inert virus. So I would like for you to demystify COVID-19. What is it really? How did it come about? Why are we so afraid of it? How can we understand it in a way where we're not so afraid of it because people are in lockdown, they're afraid, we're wearing masks. And so just from your medical scientific standpoint, if you could just break it down for us, with facts, with reality, to kind of like give us a bit of an understanding because there, there's so much fear. I mean, there's talk about uh, so much, I think, misinformation about how you catch it, how you get it. You know, if you sneeze, if, if it, 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 it's, it's an airborne disease, it, it jumps 13 feet. I mean, and, and so it seems like there's a lot of fear and misinformation. So if you could just break things down and provide some clarity as to the realities. Well, I mean, I can do that, but I've done that so many times ad nauseum. I'm not sure how many times I have to say the same thing over and over again. I mean, there's videos yeah. that, that they've gotten 9 million, 10 million, 11 million views and they take it down within five or six days. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's a massive amount of censorship. Um, and pretty much anybody can just, you know, Google my name right now, even if you just type in DR for doctor uh-huh. space R and it all pops up. So, and there's, there's a lot of information out there that we've put out and, you know, to demystify it, it's, it really comes down to, I think you said it right before we started the interview, you talked about fear. Yes. And, you know, fear is one of those things that paralyzes people. And I am amazed at how the human species has been able to survive on this planet as long as it has, given the naivete of the species. I mean, you know, it's so easy to manipulate people. I mean, it is it's amazing to me. What disturbs me the most about this whole thing is how the entire world was able to sh- be shut down in less than 30 days with so much garbage. And I mean, you know, it's, there's absolute, it's like everybody said, okay, you know, we've, we've been studying science and understanding how viruses work and bacteria work for, you know, a few hundred years. And, you know, now we're just going to discard everything we've learned and just throw it away. And we're just yeah. going to pretend like we don't know anything. We're going to pretend like we're all three-year-old children that know nothing about anything anymore. And we're just going to believe what everybody tells us. Mm-hmm. And that's the most disturbing thing, that if the human population is that gullible, um, perhaps we don't deserve to survive and be on this planet because we're that mm-hmm. foolish. I mean, we, we've mm-hmm. literally, anything that the human species touches we destroy we ruin we we we, mm-hmm. we don't understand what we're doing you know we've 
destroyed the Congo Basin. We've destroyed the Amazon forest. We're basically annihilating the lungs of the planet. And this is not new information. It's been happening. Mm-hmm. Um, we inject children with poisons and we um, give people poisons when they're, when they're sick. And I mean, uh, you know, let, let's stop talking about COVID for, some, for, for a second. You know, here's all I'll say about COVID right now. I had no idea that the only, the, the simple solution, the only solution, and people have been having this war on cancer and heart disease. Number one cause of death is cancer. Number two cause of death is heart disease. Then it flips over. Number one cause of death is heart disease. Number two causes cancer in the industrialized world. And when you start looking at the actual numbers from 1999, from the year 2000, the World Health Organization clearly states that 80% of causes of death on the planet are due to heart disease and cancer. 80%. That means Eight out of 10 people are dying due to heart disease or cancer in the industrialized world. Now, if you talk about the developing world, then you look at hygiene and you look at water quality and infectious disease. But if it's in the industrialized world, in the G20, for example, you're talking about cancer and heart disease represent 80% of causes of all death. Now, in order to really understand that, you're talking about when you look at homicide, suicide, um, natural disasters, um, wars, all chronic disease, um, any other cause of death, you combine everything together, that only represents two out of 10 deaths. The rest of them are heart disease and cancer. All right. So that's pretty disturbing. Who would have known that the solution to cancer and heart disease would have been COVID-19? Because guess what? The cause of death from cancer and heart disease has gone straight down. Right. Right. All right? So right. now if a person doesn't understand that, it's at a certain point, you just have to say that, look, Either for those who understand, no explanation is necessary. For those who don't understand, no explanation is possible. Mm -hmm. So I immediately know when I'm talking to people, when people try to argue with me, I'm like, look, I'm not going to engage with somebody who's that stupid that can't even understand the basic fundamentals Mm -hmm. of how these numbers Mm -hmm. have been manipulated. I mean, it's right Mm -hmm. in front of you. If you can't see Mm -hmm. how all the mainstream media has taken footage that has been orchestrated and having crisis actors working there and then posted that video as footage from Italy and then posted that video as footage from uh, Brooklyn. It's same, same footage, both of them fake, but showing hospitals that are under crisis. And when you start looking at- When, you say, fact, when you say crisis actors, I mean, just, just break that down because there's, I know people some, people in my, some people in my audience are going to be like, come on, you know? So I just, just, I just need you to break that down for us. Like you're saying to- that these are crisis actors that are acting, they aren't real doctors. It's just, I mean, CBS putting- was just busted with that. They just showed a whole bunch of things. They had undercover footage with, where they had a mass casualty thing that they wanted to show. And they had people coming in to do the testing. And, and, and in one of the, there were, there were a couple of nurses that were real, but they didn't have enough actors. So they brought in other people and they were told that all the people that are coming through are not real patients they're, they're, because we don't have enough patients to show. But what, what confused the whole video that they were doing for production to put out in mainstream media, that they actually had two real patients that came in. And so the nurse is there saying, yeah, what confused the situation was that we had a couple of real patients, but all the rest were stage patients, including some of the staff. And this is CBS. This is like, you know, so, I mean, this kind of stuff is out there and we put it out and boom, it gets flagged and it gets taken off for inappropriate content and it gets censored. So I'm you're saying sorry. that the, 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 the patients in New York, this whole thing that blew up in New York as an example, the dead bodies we're seeing, are you saying that's all acting? Are you saying none no, of that? I mean, there are people that are dying. There's no doubt that people are dying, but they're not dying in COVID-19. Why is it the person commits suicide and they have death, cause of death, COVID-19? Or a person gets shot in the head, COVID death, um, cause of death, COVID-19. Why are doctors being told to change their death certificates? 
to take COVID-19. Why are nurses coming in after shift, 24 hours later, they come in for the next shift and they see the three people that died on their shift and they see the cause of death being listed as COVID-19 when it wasn't COVID-19. So why? So, so why? And that's just one or 10 or hundreds yeah. of cases. There's yeah. thousands of cases. There's a senator from in the United States and the senator, I think from um, Minnesota, who's a physician. And he talked about why are they telling me to change the death certificates. I'm, I'm, I'm a freaking member of Congress and they're sending me these letters. I've gotten the letters. Every, every doctor in the country has gotten a letter about the criteria for wanting to put down somebody's death, what the cause of death is. So, I have a friend of mine from Palestine that lives in Atlanta. His neighbor's son killed himself. 17-year-old kid killed himself. Cause of death, COVID-19. I know for another person, the same thing, suicide, they put down COVID-19. They had to get an attorney and file a lawsuit against the hospital to get it changed back to the cause of death. So there's adulteration and manipulation of the numbers all over the place. And even with those manipulated numbers, those lies, the, the, the elevation and artificial inflation of these numbers of causes of death, even with that, when you put it together with all the other past histories of, of flu, the Stanford study clearly showed that the incidence of death here is no more than the regular flu. And that was actually an inflation itself because they were just looking at the numbers as reported. And ABC came out and said, you know, Stanford study shows this is far more prevalent than we thought. Well, of course, it's far more prevalent. I think the whole world's already been exposed to it. But they're trying to fear monger, and they're not looking at the facts. The facts are the number of people that have died. From, if you want to call it from, from the regular flu compared to the COVID, it's the same. In fact, it's less. It's 0.26 or something like 0.26%. I mean, so they basically shut down the entire planet for something that the survival rate is 99.74%. 99.74% is the survival rate and they've shut down the entire world. Now, here's the problem. This is what they're not talking about. How many people have died from suicide because they've been cold up in their homes and because they're scared? How many people have died because they cannot go to the hospital because they're afraid of getting the COVID-19 so they stay at home instead of calling 911 right. or instead of going there and they've died in their homes? How many people? Right. Right. How many people have died because they don't want to go to a hospital to an overtaxed system and say, you know what? I'll just deal with my chest pain because I don't want to and those poor doctors and nurses that are working so hard, which are being furloughed and being told to go home, that hospitals are at the least capacity of any time in the history of modern medicine. But these people are staying at home because they're afraid of going there and overtaxing the system. They've died at home. How many people? How many Why? people? How many Why people assaulted the, the cases of domestic abuse, the cases of uh, child sexual abuse that's been going on? Nobody's talking about those numbers. And those numbers dwarf any cause of death that you're talking about. And those causes of death, guess what? Those people have died anyway. All those people that supposedly died of COVID-19 would have died anyway. Why? Because people are dying every day. I mean, anybody who thinks that, oh my God, all these people have died from COVID-19, I'm, I'm going to tell them right to their face. They're either an idiot or they're a liar because these people are dying anyway. 96.1% of the people that died in Italy, even they've come out and said the comorbidities, they had comorbidities. Everybody in the United States, those people uh -huh. have died anyway. That's what the about, reason cancer heart what disease rates. What about the, the young folks that are dying? There's, there are some young folks that are coming out saying, hey, they're dying. Like, how about those? They're like, well, I, very, very I, good I, question. I, I, know, I know someone whose who's, who's niece, she was like 27, 28, died. And he, you know, he was like, it doesn't just affect the older people. Something's off. And, and so, you know, that, that, Listen, that I, I felt for him. So please address that. It's very, very simple. There's three things that are going on. And I've put these out on video. These are the videos that hit a million. Boom, they took them off. Okay. And, and your, your uh, people can easily go and download them. We, we yeah. have them available for download. You can go to advancedmedicine.com. They'll need an invitation code. I don't know if you got set up with an invitation code. Yes, we did. Sure. So you can give your invitation code and they can go there. They can watch these videos. There's no cost. 
Go and watch those videos and everything will be explained to you. There's three components to this. First is toxicology. The toxicity level that people are experiencing is a histotoxic hypoxic injury. All right, viruses don't kill like COVID-19 kills. Viruses don't cause this type of issue. The doctors that came out from New York and said, this is something weird. This is not how virus presents. We don't know what this is. It's an altitude type sickness. It's a, it's a hypoxic injury type issue. It's where we're observing the disassociation of iron from hemoglobin. It's something strange that's happening. Well, that's the first thing. It's a toxicity issue. Second, mm -hmm. there is a rollout of a new technology. That technology, if you want to say it, you can say it. If I say it, I know it's going to get censored. So I'll just let you know. I'll warn you about that. That technology is being rolled out. It does not cause COVID-19. I don't know which idiot out there has said this, but they're trying to say that I've said it. I have never said that. And to me, only an ignorant person would make a comment like that. However, this technology has a significant cause of suppressing the immune system. It is a significant source of suppressing the immune system. It renders a person's immune system more susceptible to any type of pathogen. It just doesn't mean COVID-19. It can be anything. It can be any type of virus, bacteria, spirochete, mycoplasma, yeast, fungi, parasite, whatever it is, it renders the immune system more susceptible. And it's not me saying that. That's over 2,000 peer-reviewed clinical studies that have shown the impact of this technology on the immune system. It causes a disruption of the voltage-gated calcium channels, allowing for an efflux of calcium coming into the cells, causes suppression of apoptosis, contri um, contributes to uncontrolled cellular proliferation, which is the definition of cancer. They've seen this at levels at 1.8 gigahertz, causing all sorts of cancers, including adrenal carcinomas, neurological cancers, cardiac cancers. Heart cancers are very rare. Uh, all sorts of other neurological implications. And that's at 1.8 gigahertz. To give you an understanding of what one gigahertz is, one gigahertz is one billion with a B hertz. So our phones are running at 800, 1200 hertz, whatever it is. We're talking about taking this up to a level of one billion hertz. And at 1.8 billion hertz, this is where the cancer start. And when they roll this technology out all the way, it's going to be between 30 billion to 300 billion hertz. All right. So that level of exposure is going to render the immune system very, very susceptible. And some of these young people, they're toxic and they've got exposure to this technology because this technology was turned on to Wuhan uh, of the 1,200, I'm sorry, of the 12,000 or 13,000 towers that they had um, in Wuhan that were ready to be powered on. They powered up, I think, 1,200 in December. And that's when the first case occurred. So these young people, they, remember, these young people have had all sorts of flu shots, all sorts of inoculations, all sorts of vaccines. We have no idea what has been introduced into these vaccines. Oh, yeah. sure, Dr. Tarwa, how can yeah. you say that? Yeah. We know what's in these vaccines. No, we don't. If we right. did, we wouldn't be taking them. The right. vast majority of people don't know what's in these vaccines. And it, even, even people like myself that know what certain, certain vaccines, even for us, we don't know what everything. And that we just found glyphosate, freaking weed killer. Why mm. is weed killer in vaccines? Mm. Why is there a contract between Monsanto and Merck why is this happening? Why, why do we have glyphosate, Roundup? Why do we have that in, in our vaccines? See, mm -hmm. we don't know what's all in there. We know that mercury, the second most toxic substance, in there, is in there. We know that formaldehyde is in there, tin and nickel and DNA addicts and mutated human cell lines and uh, other, other uh, tissue from other species like dogs and monkeys and are in viruses with viral in uh, vaccines with viral components from these other species in there. We know that, and it's being injected into our bodies. But how does that impact the young people, and how do we know that the studies that have already been done that have shown that when people have had the trivalent flu shot, they are showing false positive for COVID-19. 
well, wait a second. What do you mean false positive? That's like calling a side effect from a drug a side effect. It's not a side effect. It's a freaking direct effect. But because it's not desired, we label it as a side effect, but it's a, desi- it's a direct effect. So just to saying, okay, well, what we give this poison and so many people die from it, that's a side effect. Uh-uh. That's not mm. a side effect. That's a direct mm. effect. You are labeling it and hoping that people aren't smart enough to figure out that, wait a second, it's just a label. It's a yeah. direct effect. Well, this direct effect, by calling that a false positive, it's not a false positive. There are the, the, the PCR testing that's being done for these tests that are showing COVID-19, it's been amplified so many times that everybody that tests is at some point going to show up positive. But the huh. point is that the tests that have been done on these on, on the studies, for example, there was a CAT study that was done, I think, in 2017. They showed testing positive for coronavirus, even though no exposure to coronavirus, just from getting the trivalent flu shot. So my question is, again, it's very simple. I don't make any statements unless I know them to be fact. I'm saying regarding the, the young population, I want to know is, what is their shot record? How many of these people had the H1N1 flu shot? How many of these people had the trivalent flu shot? How many had the covalent flu shot? How many had the herpes zoster vaccine? What is their vaccination history? And now show me what's actually in these vaccines. And they can't because not, you don't know what to look for. You don't know what you don't know, right? Like so, the, I so, so, the, never- so, the, so their vaccination record and, 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 and their shot record is going to affect you know, the state of their immune, their body, that, that, that could be having an influence of whether they got sick or not during this time, whether tell- they died. Absolutely, but I'm going to ask you a question. Why would somebody have Roundup glyphosate in the vaccines? What's the purpose of that? I have no idea. You tell me. Exactly. Well, th- this is the thing. You need, a, you need eggs to make a cake. You need flour to make a cake. You need milk to make a cake. And so you put all these things together and you start making cake. Now, sometimes you may not want to have the world know the cake that you're making. So you introduce the, the flour 10 years ago in childhood vaccines or in, in adult vaccines. And then five years later, you come up with, you know, the H1N1. And so you have and another ingredient, you put the milk in there and then you put in the, the eggs later on. And then eventually there's a trigger that causes something to happen. And what is that trigger? And so now when you're saying, well, why are these young people all this yeah. falling? Why, yeah. why, why isn't, why isn't my, my sons, why aren't they falling? Or why aren't yeah. other people falling? Why, why are only certain young people falling? Right, right, okay. right. So, to so, say that it's COVID-19, it's, it's absolute idiocy. It's, again, myth. It's a distraction. Look at the squirrel. Boom. So everybody's looking at the squirrel. They don't talk about this. And it all comes back to what you said when we started this video. And that question was, you said, about fear-mongering. They're creating fear to paralyze people. And by, when you create fear and then you come in with the solution, that people see you as a savior. They want to be the savior, so people mm-hmm. follow them. All right? Mm-hmm. Very simple. Their fear is nothing more than something that it lives in your mind about the possibility mm-hmm. of something happening in the future. It's completely an illusion. You know that. I have a quick question about vaccines because it's, it's, it's not to get too off topic, but I think it was, was, I think you may have said, but definitely heard like Robert Kennedy Jr. say uh, that vaccines currently right now do not need to undergo like placebo control or double blind studies. That's one thing I heard. But I also, you know, he claims that, vac- uh, I, think, I think I've heard you say, if I'm going off, that vaccines are not uh, as stringently tested as other medica- medications but also, but, but, but also but, but also non-vaccinated children seem to be healthier than vaccinated children but if no, the, no, the there, studies there's haven't no been there's no seems to it's we've got but how can this be be claimed if the if, if the studies haven't been done the studies have been done i've got a study going on right now a real-time study you can go and di- look at it right now and look at Childhood children that have been vaccinated throughout the world. You can even break it down to sex. You can break, do it right now. Go to 
vanvcd.org. You can decide the age group. You can decide male or female. You can decide. It's a real-time study. To have statistical significance, you need to have an N of 32, meaning you have to have 32 subjects. We have 20, over 20,000 subjects. In fact, I'm going to make an announcement and have this hopefully get up to 500,000 subjects. And we can show that children that have never been vaccinated, according to their parents, based upon the peer review, they are 20, I think it's like 29% of that group is ahead of the peer group. Compared to the children that have been vaccinated, less than 1% are above their, uh, beyond, their, um, beyond their development state based upon their peer group. Meaning that you have a 21% or 29%, whatever it is, I haven't looked at the data recently. And it's an ongoing component that's been going on. So what these studies that you're talking about, these studies have been shown to prove that a poison is not a poison. It's, com it's, it's completely ridiculous. In fact, the government in 1980, the, the vaccine industry came to the United States government and said that we need a bailout. We have too many people filing lawsuits, too many people are getting injured. President Reagan at the time said, this is not a good idea. Congress went ahead and passed the bailout. And now the government of the United States was supposed to take over uh, looking and, and monitoring safety studies, which was supposed to be done every two years for all the different vaccinations. How many have been done since the 1980s, since the government took over oversight? Zero. Not a single study that's been done to establish safety. The, the science is completely out there. There has never been. In fact, just recently in a lawsuit that Dell Bigtree filed, the Centers for Disease Control has to remove from their website where they say uh, the way they say that um, mercury does not cause autism or vaccines don't cause autism. They have to remove that based upon a lawsuit. We have been successfully able to file lawsuits against the FDA, against the National Institute of Health, against the Centers for Disease Control, and against the Health and Human Services for lack of vaccine safety studies. Okay, this is matter of record. My own mm -hmm. congressional record, when I testified before the U.S. Congress in 2004, every time we go in there to, uh, in Wikipedia to try to add that in there, within two minutes, they amend it and they won't let that happen. And this is a matter of library. I mean, this is a congressional record. This is history that's already been made, but they want to rewrite it. So mainstream media is not just complicit. They're criminally responsible. They should be, they should be jailed. The, the owners of these mainstream media outlets that are putting out misinformation should be jailed. You know, and, and they're doing it like, look, Again, I don't want to get pol political here and talk about politics, but, you know, the truth is the truth. So you just look at the evidence right in front of you. They have a president that comes in and the president says, or the person before he becomes president, Donald Trump says, autism is caused by vaccines. He says that from his, from his uh, election uh, platform. Mm -hmm. He gets elected. There's 25 attempts made in his life from the time from November 17th, 2015 to January 20th, 2016, before he takes office. 25 attempts, assassination attempts on his life. The public doesn't know about this. I just recently found out about it. Now what happens? They start to come up with the Russia collusion. Russia collusion doesn't work, then they go to Ukraine inclusion. That doesn't work, then they go to impeachment. That doesn't work, then, hey, let's launch, let's launch COVID-19. That doesn't work, now they've got race rights. Who would have figured that race rights would have been the cure for COVID-19, right? Uh, Nobody's talking uh, about the, the, the mask anymore. This is one uh, idiocy on top of another idiocy. The, uh, the political agenda behind this is, mm. is criminal. And the problem is that nobody's talking about, you know, 411,000 people that have died. 411,000 people that have, that have died would have died anyway. What about the two, three or four million people that have died of hunger because they can't be, uh, they aren't allowed to go out there and work? What about yeah. the people that are, killing the, that, that are killing themselves because of all the stress? What about all those things? Why aren't people talking about those numbers? Yeah. You, know, you want to talk about death. Let's talk about the death, about the real practical reason for death. One, one, one final question, just to clarify. Diseases like polio, hepatitis A, B, and you clarify me here, provide clarification, measles, yellow fever, rubella, smallpox, seem to be nearly eradicated from the world, seemingly thanks to vaccines. Is this a correct statement? Is this it right, is wrong? 
please, please, because people argue this. So I, I would like for you to to clarify people, because you know, people people like Bill Gates right. seem hell bent on you know eradicating these these diseases. You know, right. and so just clarify Bill, that. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna first make a precursor statement, and then I want to go back into the fear thing because that's really what this is yes. all fear. I want to everything that you've talked about. It comes back to fear. It comes back to two things: fear and ignorance. Now, ignorance is okay because you can empower people with knowledge and you can eradicate that ignorance. Mm -hmm. However, stupidity mm -hmm. is totally different, mm -hmm. all right? And so stupidity, somebody is not capable of understanding basic concepts. So the, the distinction here is the difference between stupidity and ignorance. Now, when we have people that talk about polio or let's talk about, since you brought up polio, let's talk about polio because that's probably a, a good example. In fact, that's, that's a really good example. So we talk about the eradication of polio, that yet Bill Gates comes in into India and I think it was 250,000 children that have resulted in paralysis from being treated for polio in these huh. third world countries. Now, we, we can go into the actual numbers because I just watched a video this morning about that. But let's go back to the history of polio and let's look at the incidence of polio. And you know what? I got to remember... Yes, it is polio. Yes, it is polio. So if you look at the history of chemical use in the global community, there are 12 components that have been, that have been designated now as the dirty dozen and that all the free nations of the planet have outlawed the use of these 12 chemicals. However, all 12, because they're known to be carcinogenic, they're known to, you know, stay within the system generationally, they cause impact second generation, third generation, terrible things. These, the, the, these 12, this dirty dozen, every one of them had been for the, the least amount of time in global commerce was 50 years. Some of them were up to 75 years used in global commerce before they were identified as being so damaging. I'm gonna use one of them as an example. That one is called DDT. They are little, advertisements back from the 1940s, 1930s. You remember when they used to say a cigarette a day will keep the doctor away? You remember that? Okay. Now, I, th that was, I remember, I mean, I was pretty young then, but if you go back further, I don't ever remember seeing these, but I've seen them from magazines from the 1930s and 1940s where they have a picture of a baby and the baby is sitting there with a big smile on its face and it says, flies don't land on me because I've had my DDT. Oh. Right now, of course, we know it's a dirty dozen. Nobody uses it. If you take the incidence of DDT and you plot it on a graph and you take the incidence of polio and you plot it on a graph, there's a remarkable thing. The graph is identical, except that the incidence of DDT is six months to nine months before the, the polio. Now, you know, oh. I have to say something because I'm, I'm pretty tired and I'm now questioning whether my it's either polio or smallpox. I'm 99% sure it's polio, but regardless, yes, yeah, it, it is polio. But you take the graphs, and if you take them, they're, they're identical, but they're displaced by six to nine months. If you bring them together, the incidence of DDT going up and down, peaks, troughs, exactly as polio. So as, as soon as they stopped using DDT, you start seeing the incidence of polio dropping off. Until mm -hmm. the last 10 years in India and certain other places where it's spiked up again, but why? Because they've been inoculating those kids with, for polio, for oral polio. And you see Bill Gates in there actually giving polio. In fact, I believe right now in India, 
there's like 3,000 3, or maybe 30,000 uh, cases against Bill Gates. He's not even allowed, from what I understand, he can't even come back into the country. They, they, he's caused more mayhem than anywhere, than any other single human being on the entire history of the planet. And what, what would be the benefit for someone like Bill Gates? I mean, the dude has so much fucking Look money, at his history. so much power. I mean, what, what look at his he, history. How would he benefit? What would, what would look at his history? He has a history of eugenics. His father was a big promoter of eugenics. They've been talking about population control from God knows when, uh, you know, Planned Parenthood, his parents were part of the Planned Parenthood. Go to our YouTube channel, it's time to wake up. That video, part two, watch that. It's, it's a seven-minute video. It shows everything. For me to repeat that, I'm not going to do it yeah. even 1% justice as the people that did the video. And it's a beautifully done video. It goes back throughout the entire history. And if you want, we can play it right now on the Zoom call so your audience can see it. But that spells it out and it shows exactly what his motivation is. He has been known to say depopulation through vaccination. He's talked about the eugenics platform. He's talked about um, uh, plant let's see, what is it, Planned Parenthood through um, contraception and abortion and uh, depopulating the planet. Based on that, he is a, he is a outspoken, publicly speaks out about how the planet cannot sustain the current rate of growth. And we have 7.7 .7 billion people. And according to his thought process in the white paper that came out regarding population of the planet, that the population should be at 500, 500 million no more than half a billion, which means that one out of 15 people would have to be killed off and that that's the only sustainable number that the planet can, can deal with. Their agenda is population control and it has been population control. This is not a secret. This is not new information. Mm. I mean, if a person doesn't know that, it's just because they haven't bothered looking at the facts, but look at it. Go, go, go Google Bill Gates and population control, see what comes up. Mm. I mean, I don't know what the Google's, you know, censored that stuff. They're trying to censor studies, oh. but, but you can go and watch all this stuff and you, I mean, I don't know whether you want to play the seven-minute video, but I would no, think we'll, that we'll, 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 we'll put the link in the show notes. In terms of fear, you talked about fear. We came out of the gate talking a bit about fear. Uh, for those that are afraid, how do they, you know, we look at the way the world is going, vaccinations, mandatory vaccinations, COVID, there's just so much uncertainty. From your perspective, how can we move beyond fear and not be gripped by this cycle of fear? Provide some, you know, solutions for for those listening in, what's, what's the solution? How can, we, how can we live freely without being stuck in fear? What's I think story? a lot of it has to do with what you're doing already, which is empowering people with knowledge, right? You're forcing them to listen or you're asking the questions. And I think we should all ask the question because mm -hmm. some people are ready for the information, some people aren't. Some people end up having cognitive dissonance and you know, it's like, wait a second, if I believe this and I gotta believe, I gotta change and if I, gotta, if I believe this, I'm going to violate my entire belief system. And now how many other beliefs do I have that I have believed all throughout my life and that I have to now go back and look at. And that's a difficult thing, you know, for people to do, they'd stick their head in the sand. So I think what you're doing and what other people are doing, what my goal is just to empower people with the facts and the knowledge and then let them do their own homework. So I always ask the question, the question that we have to ask is, why did they shut down the entire world on something that has a 99.74% survival, right? Mm -hmm. We know that there have been things that are much, much more damaging than this that have been out there. And, you know, I've been a doctor for 29 years. I'll tell you this. I have never seen a person die of the flu, ever. And you would ask other doctors, how many people have you personally seen that have died from the flu? And pretty much everybody will say the same thing. I've never seen anybody die of the flu. All right. Mm. Nobody's ever died of the flu. What they die of is the diabetes, the cancer, the heart disease, mm. the, 
but but they have the flu that's the trigger and they, so they say they killed the, point. the flu right. right and so that's actually been if you think about it it's been indoctrination for 20 years they've been indoctrinating us to start believing this lingo so that when they start talking about things coming up in the future like the h1n1 remember h1n1 yeah. president obama said that 60 million americans 60 were going to die mm-hmm. right 20 percent of the population of the united states were going to die but they didn't why didn't they die mm. because nobody got the vaccine that's why because people boycotted it. In Germany, there were riots. 98% of the population was gonna have the H1N1 vaccine provided to them for free by the government. People mm-hmm. refused in mass. In the United States, we had uh, people, we had nursing associations from Washington State and New York State that went to the Supreme Court level to argue the unconstitutionality of taking and being mandated to take a vaccine that hadn't, been, hadn't gone yeah. through safety studies. It, yeah. The people refused. Now, I had a friend at, at Martin Luther King Hospital in Los Angeles, and there was a report that came out that 64 people had died of documented H1N1. And Los Angeles Times was talking about why isn't the world talking about this? This is an outrage. People should be talking about this. And boom, all of a sudden the story went dead. You couldn't find mm-hmm. it anywhere on the internet. Even the archive sites didn't have anything on there. Couldn't figure it out. Called the Martin Luther King Hospital because my friend was working there. And I asked him about it. I said, you know, th- that was a bunch of BS, wasn't it? He said, no, man. All 64 people were documented, serologically documented to have died of H1N1. And I was shocked. And then he dropped the book on me. He said all 64 had had the vaccine. Huh. That's why they died. And uh, you want to know how they're going to create population control? They're going to have this vaccine that's going to come out for COVID-19. And those people that get it, they will be sterile. And a lot of them will die. And by the second okay. generation, they'll have more people dying. That's so, what it is. Interesting point. Are, are there any cases where, I'm going to ask you like a couple of questions in one. Are there any cases where vaccines are beneficial? Um, I had I was I was vaccinated as a kid. Uh, maybe you, I'm not sure. I was, you know, born in Ghana, West Africa, with a bunch of vaccinations. How old are you? I seem to be fine, you know. How old are you? In my forties, I seem to be fine. I mean, I, I don't seem to be unhealthy, and so rarely get sick. So, what about those of us that were vaccinated as children, and 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 we seem healthy now? Um, well, again, you get and and, 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 the manda- and and your case on the mandatory vaccination, like okay, mandatory. I know there's a lot of parents that are concerned about mandatory vaccinations right now, and so for a parent that's concerned about mandatory vaccinations, or just anyone that's concerned about mandatory vaccinations, what do we do? Like, if I don't want to vaccinate my kid, do do you have any suggestions, solutions? If if someone doesn't want to be vaccinated and put God knows what into their system. What, okay, so what, somebody, what, what if somebody came up, if somebody came up and put a gun to your head and said that I'm going to put this lead into your head, what would you do? Would you just roll over and say, okay, go ahead and kill me? Or would you try to fight and try to survive? I would fight. Okay. That's what you got to do. If somebody comes to you with an injection of the vaccine, that's what you should do. Why should, why am I saying that? Well, wait a second. There's a vaccine that's supposed to help my child versus, versus a, a lead infusion in my head. Well, look at the science and you decide if you read the science and you understand the science and you understand what it's done. Talk to a parent with a vaccine injured child, not just one, talk to five or six of them, and then you decide. I will tell you this, okay? You said that you were born in West Ghana. Ghana, West Africa. Yeah. Ghana, West Africa, right. Okay, and, and you said you seem to be okay and you're 40 years old. Okay, well, yeah, and, and, 40, and, and, 39, and, and, and many others, many others, 30s, 20, 20, you know, just different oh, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. You made a mistake there. Talk facts. Don't talk, don't talk about non-facts here. You said uh, many others, 40s. 30s. 30s. Uh, yeah, I, I know someone who's 31. Seems okay, fine. good. 31. 35. Seems how fine. Long, how, long was ni- how long was 1991? 
29 years ago. 29. Now look at from 29, from 1991 onwards, that's when it changes. Uh -huh. 1991 was the National Vaccine Initiative in the United States. 1991 was when they said, we're going to stamp out childhood disease. When you got your vaccines, you didn't get them on the first day that you were born. When I got mine, I, wasn't, I didn't get them when I was born on the first day. We got them when we were six months old, a year old. We got them dispersed. I'm going to show you an image that will blow you away because the number of vaccines that you got and I got very different than the number of vaccines that children today are getting. And this is where the problem lies. I'm going to show you an image that is so disturbing. Let me see if I can find it. 1991 National Vaccine Initiative, incidence of autism, one in 10,000. Today, incidence of autism in the, United, in, in the United States, one in 30. One in 10,000 to one in 30. Now, people say, well, this is genetic. Well, guess what? Remember we talked about difference between ignorance and stupidity? The people that say that it's, a, it's, a, it's genetic, these are doctors or researchers that come out and they say it's genetic, they know the truth. Okay, so they're just liars because there's no such thing as a genetic epidemic, okay? You don't have something that's a genetic epidemic over 29-year period. That's not how the body works, but that's what they're trying to promote to people, and that's what they try to make it out to be. And again, they count on people's ignorance to be the thing that saves them, that, that prevents them from, from um, uh, they're counting people's ignorance to, to allow individuals to end up um, getting fooled. But if people are empowered with knowledge, then they're relying on our ignorance is no longer viable for them. It, it, it won't, it won't, um, it can't be utilized. I, I don't know if you're gonna be able to see this that well, but let me see if you can see this. This is very disturbing, okay? This is the number of vaccines that a newborn gets. You didn't get a fraction of that and neither did I. But this is today what's happening to a child. What's, this is a representation of the number of vaccines these children are getting. Wow. The environmental protection. Well, basically, for those who are listening on audio, we're seeing a picture and there's all these needles, right, in, in the kid's arms. How many, how many is that, uh, Dr. Bhutan? Uh, so the number of vaccines in here, I can't tell you the number of vaccines <clears throat> that are the representation here, but um, uh, I will tell you that. I've, the, I've, I've the, heard the number is like 72, 69. I mean, it's, it's high. It's right. like. A crazy number. Right. But the thing is, that's the number of vaccines compared to what we were getting. But, but the number that we really need to look at is the amount of the constituents of the different ingredients, such as mercury. Okay. So mercury is the second most toxic substance known to man. The kids are getting something like 122 times. Remember, 122 times is, just so that people understand, that's 122 times two more zeros at the end. So you're talking about 12,200% <clears throat> increase in the amount of mercury <clears throat> that children are being exposed to. How, you just got to explain before you continue. Like, if you, <laughs> say, you said mercury is the, the second most toxic uh, substance known to me. According to the Environmental uh, Protection Agency. So I, I, I just, I, I, I'm a lay person, okay? You got to just break this down. I know, I, I think some of my listeners are going to be like, what, how the hell can you put this into a vaccine if it's the second most toxic thing? <clears throat> it, it doesn't, I, I'm kind of like confused. Well, right let, let, me, let, me, let me make it even more confusing for you. You know where else it is? 
It's in our dental amalgams. 49.5% weight in our silver fillings is mercury, and it's outgassing at five to nine nanograms per deciliter per tooth per day. When I have somebody that's cancer that comes to me, or somebody that's got a neurological issue, that's the first thing to do is we pull out the mercury because it's immunosuppressive, it drops your immune system. So let me ask you this. Why is it that if you spill some mercury, I had a dentist that came to me. He came to me for performance enhancement. And uh, he was a triathlete. And so since he was a dentist and since he was coming to me, I figured that he knew about the mercury issue. So I just happened to ask him as I'm talking to him. I said, so what do you think about the mercury thing? And he goes, well, clearly mercury is safe. If it wasn't safe, we wouldn't be using it. It wouldn't have been approved by the American Dental Association. And I just couldn't believe it. So I am known... I mean, people know, that know me, they know I'm a fighter. I was in the military, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm a martial artist, I've competed, but, you know, it's actually verbal combat that I'm really good at. So I, I decided I'm going to have fun with this, doctors especially. So I figured, okay, I'm going to have fun with this now. So I said, let's, you know, are you a, a dentist considered like to be real doctors? And he immediately took offense to that. He goes, of course, no, well, you know, and I didn't knew he was going to do that. So I said, so, so you guys have to adhere to OSHA standards, right? Like the way that you discard, um, hazardous waste or, or biological components. He goes, of course we have to do it the appropriate way. So I said, so if you like drop mercury in the ground, you just like kick it underneath the table or under the sink? He says, no, of course not. So I said, well, what do you have to do with it? He said, we have to dispose of it uh, in, in, a, in a bio, in a, we, have to, we have to wall it off as a hazardous spill and appropriately deal with it. And I said, oh. so what does that mean appropriately deal with it? Like pick it up with a paper towel and throw it in the sink? And he goes, of course not. I said, what do you do with it? He goes, we have to get put it in a biohazard container and, and dispose of it appropriately through OSHA standards. I said, hmm, I understand. That's interesting. So I paused for a second. I said, so what happens? What kind of alchemic process occurs when you take the substance that it drops in the ground, you got to boil it up as a hazardous material, but what alchemic process occurs when you then take it and put it in a person's mouth and they chew every day with it? Mm. And it was like you could hear the wheels in his, get, in his head just go, just like it locked up, like his engine froze up. And he got up, he had glazed eyes, and he walked out of my office and I never saw him again. Because he realized, all of a sudden, using that verbal argument, mm-hmm. I just showed him that his entire career had been based on ignorance, and mm-hmm. his inability to see that light put him into the category of uh, somebody who's stupid and hurting people. Because mm-hmm. there is no justification to put mercury amalgams in your mouth. But they're doing that. They're injecting us, and they're putting it in our mouth. Now, get this. That wasn't a fast enough way to kill people. So what did they do? They decided to take mercury and under the guise of public, uh, what was it under, I'm sorry, the green movement and conservation of energy, they started making those squiggly round bulbs. Have you seen those squiggly round bulbs? Yeah, 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 yeah. And they made the incandescent bulb that's been around for God knows how many years, 30, 40, 50 years, they've made it illegal. You cannot produce incandescent light bulbs anymore but now it's only the little round piggly tail. You know what's in those bulbs? Mercury. Come on. I'm not kidding you. It's mercury in those bulbs. And the number of people that are getting, going to break, you know, they break a bulb and then they get the exposure to mercury. So there's a lot of crap that's going on that the public is not aware of and it's hurting us and it's hurting us. And it's oh, hurting it. Okay, okay, two more questions. You, you, you just, just stir in more questions. So you have kids, okay? I just want to provide like a tactical solution. Someone has kids. You have kids. Did you vaccinate your kids? Did they go to school? And now, you know, in America, it's, kids have to be vaccinated in order to go to school. So no, what, they do not. No, so they do not. That's what they we're told. Not. So help so, us understand. 
so my 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 older son who's 21 now was vaccine injured he went to i didn't know he he had gotten vaccines it got it happened behind my back mm-hmm. my ex-wife took him and got the vaccines he was vaccine injured i treated him i treated him it was not till his third birthday i mean you can google the story the obvi story it's you know again he's the youngest former witness before the us congress he's a world ranked martial artist he's a you know he's going to graduate magna cum laude from the university of north carolina at, in charlotte um when he was when he was in 6th grade they tried to he was going to a private school to try to get him to take the vaccines we got in a big argument and then i realized i'm sitting here arguing with a bunch of idiots so i said fine i'll vaccinate him uh, i'll let him be vaccinated and you have to sign this document right here saying that you accept all medical responsibility for the rest of his life for any injury that he has immediately they said no 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 uh, here just sign this waiver and you don't have to do you don't have to do the vaccines anymore i signed the waiver they never asked for it again he started college 4 years ago uh, 3 years ago they said the same kind of thing i started getting a big fight and i started thinking what am i fighting with idiots for so i said fine you do whatever you want to do and i told my son that if they mandate any kind of vaccine i said you might have to change schools he's like why i said because they may take you know may force you to take vaccines he's like well i'll change schools dad that's it end of story guess what they made a big deal out of it nobody's come to him to get a vaccine and my kids learned my son knew at the age of 5 if somebody comes at you with a needle kick them in the peepee and yell stranger danger that's why my 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 son learned how to protect himself how to defend himself okay my 15 year old he's my height he's never been vaccinated he knows the same mm. thing so mm. it's empowering your children with knowledge so that they understand what the truth is mm. and you know when people say well they, i've had people crying saying doctor patel but what do i do with my child they want to give me back they want to give my child vaccines and i'm like yeah what are you crying about though I mean, mm. if somebody came and said, "I want to beat your child, I want to poison your child, I want to kill your child," would you be sitting here crying and saying, "What am I supposed to do?" Mm-hmm. No. What would you do? I'd defend my child. Then why are you crying about it? Mm-hmm. Defend your child. Well, mm-hmm. they won't let him go to school. Then fine, homeschool him. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, is, is it, if it comes down to, look, I'm going to allow my child to get poisoned, or I'm going to homeschool him. Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. to me, it's not much of a decision. Mm-hmm. So when people start getting so enamored, I'm like, get over yourself. It's your child. It's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. If if not, it's not like a freaking piece of a, a book or a box. It's your child. So what mm-hmm. do you mean? What are you going to do? Defend your child at all costs. Mm-hmm. You know, stand up. I mean, I would take a bullet for my child a thousand times over. Would you do that for your child? Yeah, yeah. So 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 that so you wouldn't even suggest, okay, wait till they're six and and vaccinate them, or or you wouldn't even like. I mean just you to me like you know you have to speak to public just as a I, friend my, my child's 15 years old he's never had any vaccine oh even if i told him go get a vaccine he'd say what dad what happened somebody hit you in the head <laughs> got it okay, let me ask got you this let me, let me change it let me change the conversation uh, where are you at right now are you in the US or are you in I'm in the US yeah I'm in the US, US California I, I noticed the accent so I wasn't sure whether you're in, in I I, I I grew up in London yeah I grew up in London London okay cuz yeah. I can, I was born in there vaccinated in 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 Ghana but grew up in, in London and did a few vaccines in London obviously things like polio and whatever right so i'm i was actually born in england myself so i'm from originally from london too so i could kind of tell that you you had the british accent there but that's why i was asking all right so let me ask you this question have you ever traveled from ghana to the uk or from the uk to the united states by something other than a bicycle or a car like maybe a plane sure all the time okay all the time Now, if I told you, mm-hmm. okay, so, so now if I told you that every time you get in a plane, there's a one in thirty chance that that plane is going to crash, would you fly? Now you now you got me thinking. One in thirty. Have you I taken thirty flights I, in your life? 
I took 12 flights. I sometimes take 12 flights a month, you know, okay. so, uh, <laughs> so, so one, out of, one out of 30 chance would you fly? I, 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 I'm not feeling very motivated. Let's put it that's that right. way. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Okay. So now let me tell you, if somebody said that one out of 32 people climbing on that plane, or one out of 30, actually, the numbers are not one out of 30. One out of 30 people climbing onto that plane, when, once that plane lands, one out of 30 will either be dead or have some type of permanent neurological disability. Would you fly? I mean, putting it that way, no. Okay. So mankind was designed to have an immune system to protect themselves from not just mankind, but all biological species to protect themselves from foreign invasion. The creator also gave us these things called legs. It's a mode of transportation, right? We walk. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But because we, being humans, thought that we can come up with a better mode of transportation, we developed the wheel and then bicycles and rickshaws and cars and trains and planes. And so that's how we travel. We were designed to travel with our legs, but to expedite and, and make it more efficient, we travel now through planes. Mm -hmm. Similarly, we have an immune system that's designed to take care of ourselves, but man came along and said, hey, let's make our immune system even more powerful. Hey, so far, you get, I'm, I'm with you. So far, mm -hmm. you got me. Okay? I'm, I'm, I'm open. I'm, I'm ready. I want to make my immune system stronger. But now they come in and they say, okay, we're going to take this immune system, this some way to enhance our immune system, and let's give it on the first day of the planet when the child gets here, when their bodies cannot even make an antibody till they're at least a year of age. But let's give it to them on the first day of the planet. So we're giving vaccines when an individual cannot even seroconvert till the first year of life. And if you talk to immunologists, it'll vary. They'll say two years, three years, five years. Some people will say it takes 14 years before the immune system is fully matured. But we're giving mm -hmm. vaccines on the first day of the planet. You didn't get your vaccines on the first day of the planet. I didn't get them on the first day of the planet. Because at that time, doctors were still smart. They weren't just following what the propaganda was. So we start giving vaccines on the first day of the planet when the child can't even seroconvert. Then, what's the purpose of giving a vaccine? To boost the immune system. If that's true, then why are we giving it with mercury that causes a suppression of the immune system? Formaldehyde, which is embalming fluid when people die, why was that in the vaccines? Why is nickel in there suppressing the immune system? Why are the DNA adducts and adjuvants that are in there that suppress the immune system? Why? 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 Is, there, is there a reason? Like, what, what's, what's, what's your take? Go talk to Bill Gates. Go talk to the vaccine manufacturers. Go talk to the doctors that are doing it. Don't ask me because I've been saying don't do it. That's the difference between, again, ignorance versus stupidity. Mm -hmm. Right? If a person's ignorant because they don't know the facts, okay, we can empower with the knowledge. If somebody now knows the facts and they still argue for the vaccines, that's stupidity. Mm. Or it's a suspect agenda. Believe me, Bill Gates is not stupid. Bill Gates. When you when you when you say suspect agenda, I mean I think this is where some people might be going, might be saying, "Come on, Doctor Buttar, now you now you're going at like." Then I would tell those people. I would tell take, what, what is a suspect agenda? Because because I mean so far I mean uh, population control. Yeah. Well, why why else would they put mercury that's outgassing in your mouth? Why would they inject in your bodies? Why would they have? Why would they be giving these vaccines under the pretense of, of protecting your children when our bodies can't even convert, seroconvert? They can't even make antibodies till at least the first year of life. And, and Why are we giving uh, things uh, like mercury in these vaccines and other substances in these vaccines that are naturally taken out of the body by the gastrointestinal system, which isn't even matured till the first six months of life? So we're giving these poisons that the body can't clear under the pretense of providing safety by building our immune system, which isn't even capable of creating an immune response till... Another, till the first year of life. It doesn't so, make sense, for sure. 
it, it doesn't make sense. Defies science. So, so, this so, so do, do you feel, and again, just to, to talking opinions, this is- Let, let me, let me uh, finish I, about the okay. plane, and then let's finish yeah, that. So yeah, now yeah. you got great concept of flights, you know, to travel, bad product. Yeah, you want to enhance the immune system? Great concept, bad product. And I have always mm -hmm. said that I am not anti-vaccine. I am mm -hmm. anti-stupidity, okay? Mm -hmm. I've said that over and over again. Give me a vaccine that will not have immunosuppressives in it, that doesn't have an adjuvant in it, that is actually going to increase the response of the immune system by increasing antibodies at a time when the body can seroconvert, and I will be happy to use it. But you know what that is? Is That's there a one? Unicorn. Uh -huh. That's a unicorn. They find me a unicorn. I will start breeding unicorns. I'll be the biggest proponent of unicorns. There's no such thing right now. There is no such thing. There's no such thing as a safe vaccine. There's because they have mercury in there. Even the ones that are now labeled mercury-free, Congressman Dan Burton did congressional hearings in 2004 because they had thimerosal free. Thimerosal is ethyl mercury, just so you understand. So the, people can go and look at this. You can go to YouTube, my YouTube channel. And these videos are out there. You can go to Autism Defined. You can watch these videos and learn about them. There's 12 videos. There's no charge for it. It'll yeah. take you three or four hours to get through it. But you watch that, and I can guarantee you if you watch that and you have a brain, you will never allow your child to get vaccinated. That, because the science is right there. I'm showing the science. Okay, mm -hmm. This is not my opinion. Mm -hmm. Ask the question, why? That's what you're saying, why? You, I why? asked you the question. Now you're asking yeah. me the same question. I'm telling you, don't ask me because I'm the one who's asking the same question. <laughs> Give me the logic. And there's no logic. They're, they're just lying. Yeah. They're lying to the public. So Congressman Dan, let's finish the thing about planes. Great concept, bad product. And look, any kind of bad product, if you, get, um, if you buy a product and it's bad and it causes damage, you should be able to go and seek damages, right, with a lawsuit? For sure. Vaccines, you can't do that. You cannot go and seek damages from the vaccines because they're protected by the government because they took over the oversight. So how would you like to have a product that you can harm as many people as you want and you have no liability? And that's where we are in the vaccine industry. Mm. Mm. That's, 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 that's a pill to digest. That's a real pill to digest. Wow. So there's no liability, no nothing, if, if someone gets harmed based on vaccines. Tell me, what's a, you, you, are you single in the U.S.? Wow, that, that's that's a, that, that's that's a hard pill to digest, man. I'm I'm just I'm 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 having a moment with that, Doctor Bittar. I, I understand. You know, I'm you having a moment because, because there's a financial incentive for the opposite right now. So, look. Let me ask you a question. Are you yeah. are you a citizen of the U.S.? Yeah, I'm a U.S. citizen. Okay, so do you remember when the Patriot Act was passed? Uh, when was that? Back in after 9/11, they passed the Patriot Act. Okay, yes, yes. Right. So you're a patriot. You're a U.S. citizen. We're patriotic, yeah. right? Yes. What does patriotism have to do with a clause that says if a vaccine manufacturer is sued, they have no liability? Nothing to do with patriotism, yet that's in the Patriot Act. Now, that was recalled six years later mm -hmm. or five years later, but they've tried to get that back in because this mm -hmm. is the type of garbage that happens in politics. Mm -hmm. And, and the, almost mm -hmm. all, the, all the politicians are in the pocket of the pharmaceutical companies. How do we change this? Seriously. Well, I, mean, I mean, I know you're speaking up about it. I mean, I'm kind of newer to the conversation, but how does it change? If, if, if the pharmaceutical companies and, and there's so much, so much money you know, at stake, how do we change this situation? Pharmaceutical companies, from my understanding, advertising on the news, right? Advertising 
you know, on Only New Zealand and the U.S. can advertise, pharmaceutical companies can advertise on the news. Did you know that on, on, on TV? No other country um, allows that. Only New Zealand and the U.S. So, so how do we change this? Because I think, I don't want people to feel like, oh my God, I'm just, I'm just, help- I don't have a choice here. I, I'm helpless. What, what can we actually do to make a change? Well, I'm going to show you something. We did something that they said couldn't be done. We actually had the only met, we only had, we had a conference in North Carolina. I saw that. Um, yeah. So the advanced yeah. medicine conference, you know, we had like 256 people from, from, yeah, two weeks ago. And actually, you know, you talked about Bruce Lipton, who's, you know, like my close friend, there's Bruce with me. Now nice. Bruce is not a, an activist, but he was at the conference. He was one of the presenters there. Right. Now we had people from 15 countries. Now what, what you said, what can we do? And you said your, your population that you, that follows you, it's about spiritual. Yes. Yeah, how do we, what do we do? You know what's happening right now? This whole COVID-19, this whole race riots, this whole um, issue with everything that's been going on. You know what this is? This is a war on consciousness. Mm, explain. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's basically a war to, between light and darkness. Mm-hmm. Because the agenda at hand right now is constant misinformation. They talk about right now the race. There's been a constant division among, you know, for centuries that they have done to, to make us different. Black against white. Muslim against Jew, Christian against Muslim, um, tall against short, man against woman, Democrat against Republican. And, you know, then within the religions itself, you know, if, if, you, if there's not enough division between the Muslims and Christians, then you'll have the Roman Catholics, uh, the Catholics against the Protestants. And if that's not enough, then you'll have Baptists against Lutherans and the Protestants. You have Greek Orthodox against Roman Catholics within the Christian side or you'll have between Sunnis and Shiites in the Islamic faith. It's always about division, division. It's divide and conquer. They're trying to divide us. They've already divided us from our social circles and our, and our you know, work circles into individual homes. Now they've got HR 6666 where they're going to come into your home and remove people if they're sick. That's a house resolution that's sitting in the house right now. They've already rolled it out in Ventura County and parts of New York. Look how stupid that is. Okay, for this question, ask the question, why? Why would they do that? Oh, because we're going to protect you from COVID-19. One, if you are talking about six feet social distancing and you're, now you're in your person's home, huh. they, they already got it. Uh-huh. Second, what are you going to do? You're going to take them out of the whole house and do what with them? Oh, we're going to put them into isolation. They're in their freaking house. They're already isolated. What are you doing? So again, they're relying on the stupidity of people to, yeah. oh, you know, we're the saviors. We're going to save you. People have to ask the question, why? Okay, so this is a war in consciousness. They're dividing us. They're, even down to the family unit, that's the most important unit. They're trying to divide the family unit. Now, it'll never pass. I, I can tell you it'll never pass because I have already got, you know, I'm, I'm dealing with the White House on a, on a, on a very, well, people with direct contact with the president now on a daily basis. Yeah. And they didn't even know about HR 6666 when yeah. I brought up. They didn't even know. And when they came back, they were like, we're going to let it go. Let it do its thing. What do you mean it's going to do, do, do its thing? Because now yeah. you're going to see who introduced the bill, which, you know, which side of the party line did it and let them let people get more upset because people need to get more upset about this. And so they right. can, really, because if it ever gets to the president, it'll never be, it'll, it'll get vetoed anyway, but yeah. it'll probably never even get to pass the Senate. So now the, the war on consciousness is because they're relying on people to be ignorant and they're preventing people from becoming empowered. So mm-hmm. Bruce, myself and Nia Peoples, we sent out a message about six weeks ago 
at 11 o'clock every, every day, wherever you are in the world, 11 a.m. and 11 p.m., hold love, mm-hmm. gratitude, and compassion for somebody mm-hmm. else on the other side of the planet mm-hmm. and, and ask the creator to help support this evolution process that we're going through. Because mm-hmm. again, it may be painful, it may be disruptive, but mm-hmm. growth comes with disruption mm-hmm. and pain, and that's a necessary part of evolution. So that was our message. And do you know that that message was censored? Margaret, Bruce, Bruce's wife. Said message, message, message on holding love? On holding love and gratitude and asking support from the creator. That was censored. It didn't get oh. taken off by YouTube, but the emails that were going out were getting blocked. Um, oh. Margaret sent me a message. She goes, why is this being blocked? Uh, they had friends that were sending it out to two, 300 people. They were censoring the emails and saying inappropriate content. Emails were being censored from being directly sent, not on YouTube, not just from direct emails. Now, a question about censorship, because I'm curious. In terms of the freedom of speech, fake news that people are talking about, you know, and censorship happening, who do you think should have the power to claim and verify fake news? Well, where is the line? Where is the line? Should we be allowed just to say anything and anything goes, you know, bullshit, hate speech, anything? Is there a line? What is the line? Do you know okay. what I'm saying? It's like Good someone question. says, I want freedom of speech, you know, black people, white people, we hate you, we're going to kill you. And, and is there, is, does there need to be some governance? And how, how is that done? You know, what, oh. what are your thoughts on that? Because you're in the middle of it yourself. So to me, anything that's pornographic, anything that's foul language, anything that's hate related, that should be, it's not even a censorship, it's just an appropriateness issue, right? Right. Censorship, right. When they start blocking videos for inappropriate content, and people ask me, why are your videos being blocked? I'm like, I don't know, you tell me. I mean, was any pornography in there? No. Was there any even inappropriate visual aspect of women maybe half clothed on there? No. Was there any foul language? I think I said crap in one of them, okay? Um, Was there any hate mongering or any hate speech? Nope, nobody has ever been attacked. I never attacked anybody. I talk about stupidity a lot, but I don't talk about, you know, uh, ethnicity or I have people of all religions that are praying for me, Muslims, Christians, Jews. Is there anything inappropriate? Well, there's one thing that could be construed as inappropriate in my videos. And that thing is called the truth. So if the truth is inappropriate, okay, if you want to define truth as inappropriate, then I stand guilty. But if truth is not inappropriate, then there's nothing that constitutes them censoring those videos. And there are people that have actually, you know, it's interesting that I've seen some people attack me, but when I look at the commentary on our YouTube channel, it's like 98%, 99% like thumbs up. And then you've got, you know, you got 30,000 people thumbs up and 200 people thumbs down. And the people that are thumbs down or the people that attack me, it's amazing. Wow, what a bunch of uh, scientific pseudoscience, no evidence. It's like no evidence. I'm showing the actual studies on those videos and you're saying no evidence? I'm showing the studies. They've even tried to take down those studies. The only de- There was one of the studies where, I think it was in part three, of the COVID-19 conspiracy question mark videos. And again, I was also asking the question, you know, is this a conspiracy? It is a conspiracy. Now I've been labeled as a conspiracy theorist. Okay, let me break that down. One, the theorist part, there's no theory here. This is fact. And it's that, that theoretical boat, that theoretical ship, it sailed a long time ago. As far as conspiracy, it's absolutely a conspiracy. It's a conspiracy against mankind. It's a conspiracy against the citizens of this planet. Yes, it's a conspiracy. And remember how that term was coined. Conspiracy theory was coined by the CIA to stop the discussion about topics that they did not want anybody to talk about. And it started off after the JF Kennedy assassination. All right. So is it so that's that's one aspect of it. Next thing, the in that particular video where I was asking the question, on uh, it was uh, part three, 
which was corrupted science. Uh, no, uh, yeah, corrupted science. That's what it was, corrupted science. And in part three, I talked about how the COVID-19 was actually part, what they did was the chimeric derivative. It's a man-made Frankenstein version of the naturally occurring coronavirus. So they, take the, they took the SHC014 surface antigen of a coronavirus wild type, and then they took the uh, backbone of the SARS coronavirus and put it together. And then they took orthologs from the HIV and the MERS, and they put it on to create the COVID-19. And I got attacked on that because I said, well, you don't have any evidence to provide that. Now I had all the evidence. I'd shown the studies, but there was one that I did not, I wasn't smart enough to have downloaded that particular study. So when I went back to find it, guess what? It was gone. I couldn't oh. find it anywhere. Now, it just so happens I'm lucky that I have some pretty well-connected patients and you know, friends in high places. And um, one of them found out I was looking for the study. He's in Hong Kong. And he sent me the message. I opened it up and there's the study that I was looking for that had been taken off the internet. And right across it, it's stamped, withdrawn. And I was like, how did you get this? He said, don't ask questions. This is what you wanted, right? And I said, that's exactly what I wanted. So then I was able to show it. The study was right there. But this is the thing. They're even trying to go back and take off studies to change the narrative, to change history. Huh. And that's why we have those videos. So you can watch those videos. And, you know, yeah. some people say, well, that video, it's not that high quality. That, that's, you know, there's so, now people are saying, man, your videos are such high quality. Who's your video team? I don't have a video team. These are, these are volunteers that are doing it and putting it together and throwing it out there. I'm like, I don't know who these people are, but they're amazing. <laughs> But you know, the original videos that we put out, you know, it might have been a little grainy and, and this yeah, and that. Yeah. But I, I just did the best that I can. I mean, I'm a doctor. I'm not, I'm not a videographer. But, Beautiful. you know, I've had some people put some great so, things. So raising the frequency, raising the love, that's something we can do. Is that's, there the that's the most important thing most important thing. Absolutely. Okay. Because you know what? When, when Nia and Bruce and I put that video out, there was something that was supposed to happen that if it had happened, you and I would not be having this conversation right now. Okay. And it would have affected millions of people. Mm. And I had been warned that it was going to happen as early as 2014. And I was told it was going to happen in 2019. And that's why I moved out of the United States. That's why I lived in New Zealand. I became a resident of New Zealand I, because I knew this was going to happen. But after 2019, after that window, oh, you know, I thought, okay, well, then it doesn't seem like it's going to happen. And then I got the call in April, beginning of April, that it's happening next week. you got to get out. It's, you know, the guy, I mean, he was, he was, he felt like a coward. He felt like uh, a disgrace. He said, you know, I feel like I've just saved my ass, but there's going to be millions of people. And he said, you know, I don't believe in prayer. You know, I don't believe in God. He said, but that's the only thing that's left. If, if, you know, if this isn't, if there's nothing left, there's only prayer left. And he wanted me to get out. And, you know, it was only 48 hours before my kids and I was thinking, okay, yeah, I'm going to get out. And I thought, can't get out. That's, you know, what about everybody else? And so I, I just said, I got to get a hold of Bruce. And I mean, I literally had gotten up the cons. I, I, I looked at my significant other. I said, we got to get a hold of Bruce. And Bruce was still in New Zealand at the time. And I opened up my phone. There's a message from Bruce's wife. Bruce and I will be available in five minutes. If you've got a few minutes, we'd like to talk to you. And so Bruce and I were on a call. We did a, you know, I got a hold of Nia. We did the video like an hour and a half later. We put it out there. And we had that video all over the world. It was amazing. And that's why I think they were censoring it. We had video footage coming in from Russia. Dr. Tar, your message is getting out there. They had a thousand people with the police trying to dissipate them mm -hmm. in Russia, mm -hmm. you know, in Colorado, mm -hmm. Texas, everywhere. Mm -hmm. And it was just holding that place of love. That's yeah. all it is. That's the most important thing. Because you know, if you really understand this, you know that we can, as a global community, our power is greater than anything anyone knows. We can change, literally change the spin of the earth if we all got together and did it. Yeah. You know that. Held that frequency of love. It's the most powerful exactly. force. Yeah. That's exactly Absolutely. right.
And right now, the human frequency that the pulse of the planet, the heartbeat of the planet has been disrupted by the rollout of this new technology. It's affecting the Earth's mm. magnetic grid. All right? Literally. And literally. Literally. It's affecting the, the, the reason bees are dying is because they can't find their way back to their hives because the electrical, the, the magnetic grid, uh, everybody has magnetite. Bees have magnetite in the gastrointestinal system. It, it tracks like a compass. Birds have it in the beak. It allows them to find direction. Humans have it in the brain. We all, every living thing has magnetite somewhere. But because the Earth's magnetic grid has been so disrupted, the bees can't find direction because the magnetite rotates based upon the Earth's magnetic grid to give them direction. When they can't find the direction, they don't know how to get back to the beehive. And that's why they're dying off in four out of the five plants because the Earth's magnetic grid is disrupted. And it's happening now on such a high level in the last six months or so. There were 60 satellites launched into outer space last year wow. to create the, the, the network, you know, which is going to essentially envelop the entire planet in a, in a microwave energy. And there's supposed to be six more launches of 60 each this year, which I've been now told recently that it's already happened. So they've got 360 this year plus 60 from last year. It's 420 and already enveloping the planet. And that's affecting the Earth's core. So you're going to start seeing more earthquakes and more things happening because the Mother Earth is not happy right now. And we as are. You, as human beings, like, you know, we're talking about the technology. You know, I think everyone, it's clear what the technology is that's being rolled out. Um, what, how can we as human beings, as a, from, from a doctor standpoint, from a spiritual human being standpoint, what can we as human beings do to protect ourselves amidst the technology that we don't see, we, 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 we don't have control over it. It's getting rolled out. So what can I do? What can we do? What can the listeners do to protect their, themselves, their immune system, their physiology? Well, it's 3.31 right now. In 29 minutes, there's a webinar taking place from the energetic standpoint for people that might want to do something. That's in 30, that's in 29 minutes. Um, but, you know, holding that place of, in, in your heart, as I said, that's one important thing to start off. And then there's, there's remarkable technologies on the planet already. There, there are things that can, we may not be able to necessarily prevent the rollout of this technology. Now it's too late for that. But I can tell you that one of the technologies that I've been working with for a year and a half, you take a smart meter, you put a plant next to a smart meter, within three days, a plant is dead. Huh. Now you take that same plant, yeah. another plant, you put it in the same smart meter, um, in the same type of situation, you can repeat that four, five, six times every time within three to four days, the plant's dead. Now you put this technology next to the meter. It's a, it's a, it's a small little device. It's, a, it's not even an electronic device. It's just, uh, I mean, it, it, looks like, it looks like a band. It actually is. It looks, uh -huh. like, it looks like something like this, okay? Huh. Put that next to this uh, smart meter, but next to the plant. And within three days, not only is the plant not dead, it's actually growing and it's thriving and it's uh, growing towards the smart meter. That's how, that's how significant it is. Now, what's, what's impressive is the most impressive part about it is that you measure the output, the uh, electromagnetic field that it's putting out. It's exactly the same. So there's no difference in what you're putting out. It's exactly the same. But what we've done is we've morphologically adjusted it. So instead of being self-destructive, it becomes uh, self-resonant. Uh, so it actually empowers us. How do we get this... When do we get access we're, to it? You're it's not fully available. It's it's something, something, something you're working on? Is that, that it, one yeah, we're working on it and we're very close. I mean, we know that it works. We've got, you know, test phases of it and it's working. Beautiful. But until it's fully ready, we can't roll it out. Beautiful. Listen, I want to be respectful of your time, Dr. Batar. You know, you've just, just dropped a lot of truth Bob. bombs, a lot of, a lot of wisdom. You know, I really thank you for your generosity. Uh, final question, you know, just to kind of send everyone off. 
uh, based on everything you've studied, everything you've learned, relationships, fatherhood, being a doctor, living life on this, this planet, um, if you were to distill the three most important lessons of your life and you could, you feel these are the most important things I would want the next generation to know for the survival of humanity, for the evolution. These three things would evolve the evolution of consciousness of my children, their children the most. Leave us with the three Dr. Buddha wisdoms that you feel would benefit our consciousness the most. It's to send people off with like, here's, here's what I want you to know, folks. That's a powerful question. And you just dropped a bomb on me. I mean, there's so many things that I'd want to share, but I think-, yeah. I think You can share more, but, but, but if there were three that came no, to think, mind today. No, I think it, yeah. That's, that's a really good question. So the first thing is I would tell people to remember that God gave each of us a brain for a reason. It wasn't a train. It was a brain. So let's start using that brain and ask the questions. Why? Ask the questions. Why is this happening? How is this happening? What's the motive behind it? Ask the question. Don't believe anybody. Don't believe you. Don't believe me. Don't believe anybody. Ask questions. Use your brain. Become inquisitive and learn. So that's the first thing. Number one. Second thing is that when you allow fear to motivate you, by definition, you are wrong. Always will be wrong. It will always be wrong. The opposite of fear is love. Sometimes people think it's courage. It's not courage. Opposite of cowardness is courage, but the opposite of fear is love. So hold love in your heart and always allow love to be your motivating, um, your, your source of motivation. If you allow fear to be your source of motivation, you will by definition be wrong. If you allow love to be your source of motivation, by definition, you'll always be right. Beautiful. And the last one is uh, a quote from Bruce Lee. And uh, one of my heroes, by the way. Yeah, one of mine too. Uh, and Bruce Lee said it beautifully. He said, the secret to life is to live it. Huh. And if you live life, then you realize that everything around you, it's just all minutiae. Live life. Live life. There's no living life if you're living in fear. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. You heard it, folks. Question. Don't believe anybody. Have the courage to question. We're in unique times. So I hope you're questioning yourselves, questioning the narrative, finding your own truth. Love. I've always talked about love, but Dr. Guitar breaking it down. Love is the medicine. Again, thank you for just you being you, you being outspoken, you having the courage to just be yourself and change the narrative. What's the best way people can find out about you and your work and best website people can uh, connect the to one, you? You have the advanced medicine site. You can tell people yes. to go there to get download the COVID-19 videos. I don't awesome. want them to watch them. I want them to download them and, and share them among their friends and family. Awesome. Share Thank them you. wide. We'll, we'll post those in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much, folks. Thank you very much. This was an intense interview. I told you it was going to be a little different than our typical Soul Talk interview, but I hope that regardless of how you're feeling that you're stirred up, it's causing you to question, it's causing you to loosen your perspectives and consider the total narrative that's happening and uh, live with love. That's the bottom line. Love is the ultimate medicine. Uh, download this episode, share it with your friends, send me an email, kublaxon at kublaxon.com and I look forward to connecting with you next week. Soul Talk. Love now. 
If you've enjoyed this episode of Soul Talk, please do share the podcast with all of your friends. Let everyone know and make sure you download Soul Talk today. I'm looking forward to next week where I'll get to share more inspiration with you. Meanwhile, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or social media. You can find out more about my work at www.coopblackson.com. If you feel ready to take your life to the next level, join me at my exclusive event in Bali, www.boundlessblissbali.com, where you can find out more and apply. Also, make sure to remember to download my free two-part video training series and learn the ultimate secrets to happiness and fulfillment at coopblackson.com. Sending you all big hugs and love now.